0: everybody this is buffalo rambler
1: and this is legs
0: and we have another great episode of false reality check for you we talked to monica perez and brad binkley two of our favorite probably our actually our our only news uh journalist news outlet that we watch because we tend to stay away from just the toxic environment of the news media but they really condense things down in a very good perspective and give it the the attention it deserves it was really great to have them both on because they're so busy all the time they put out a show called the propaganda report that we listen to every day and they have the drive time news blast which we also listen to they're also on rockfin and they're on patreon and we did get a chance to talk to brad before we talked to monica On the mad ones, we talked to Brad for a bit.
1: Yeah, Brad (laughs) Loki.
0: Yes, because he dressed up like Loki. It was pretty cool, because he actually really does look like Loki. (laughs) But it was really great to kind of get a personal, you know, discussion with two of your favorite journalists. Of course.
1: Yeah, they they really do a great job with presenting the media in a fun way. Um, a truthful truthful truthful, fun way no bs and we're thankful for them and we're thankful they took the time to come on and before we left california we actually got to meet monica perez in the flesh yes and she's just as beautiful just as pretty as she is (laughs) she is (laughs) as she is on whatever other podcast she um jumps on it's uh it was really fun to hang out with her and a little bit
0: and the propaganda report community because it was all listeners of the propaganda report. yeah
1: everyone there was was, it was a good time for those that were at the meetup in pasadena shout out to you it was a fun time um this was a good episode monica you know (laughs) she loves she loves talk so (laughs) she laid it on us and i was just Let's absorbing go. in all of it.
0: I know. I love how she calls out. She's like, maybe we should actually let them ask us questions <laughs> at one point. But it was, that's not what we do, Monica. We have conversations. And you know what? You keep talking, girl, because we <laughs> like to hear what you got to say.
1: And Brad, of course, yes. he he's always a riot whenever he jumps in to the conversation. He's hilarious. Um, yeah. So I think eventually we'd like to have them on again separately, though. Um, just to get more insights on who they are and share with you guys yeah also
0: because uh if we like them we hope you like them and you listen to their show because it's influenced us for so sure go ahead and listen to brad uh binkley and monica perez of the propaganda report
1: enjoy hello hey, hey. how you doing monica how you doing? great how are you guys fantastic right
2: now
0: i like your shirt
2: Thank you. I was a little worried that people would think it was a political statement, which it definitely isn't. I just I love Harvest and Harvest Moon. And I saw Neil Young at like British summertime. And they had these great T-shirts that were already like basically rags, which I love. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Everything doesn't have to be about politics. Plus, he's an asshole to boot, apparently. So like it's even beyond just political. But those albums are great. (laughs)
1: isn't that the terror it's like the worst when your favorite musician comes out and just turns out to be like an asshole or totally with what's going on right now I know I know and I was raised like that my father loved Harry
2: Belafonte loved him I used to lip sync when I was a kid I'd make my father a really cheap rot gut whiskey sour and I would lip sync to there's a hole in the bucket It was really funny, and after a while, he was just like, he's a pinko. I can't like him anymore. Like, yeah, my father, like, definitely had that, like, he just could not see past uh, the politics of it, and I learned from an early age, like, boy, if you can't enjoy the art of a pinko, you're not going to get much art, (laughs) so...
0: They're they're all pinkos.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're all pinkos. And I mean, I, I can't even stand those expressions of people like it's a communist. This person's a communist. And I was like, you know what? It's we're so beyond that. Like, I wish I, I would take a communist at this point, like Sweden, like Sweden, Sweden socialist. I'm like, I wish Sweden was so there. Everything's fascist now. And I mean, for the record, I'm kidding about like the communist thing. But to me, it makes no difference what color my totalitarians wear.
1: So true. It's okay. I think uh communism has been here for a while. It's just yeah. they really ramped it up as of late.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. But it's I mean, I think it's more fascism at this point. I mean, I just I feel like oh, don't yeah. don't tell me that Target being the only store standing is a communist revolution. <laughs> I just, Costco. Like, I'm not I'm not following. Yeah. Costco is like a misurged in there. Um stock price as soon as this happens like hmm (laughs) that's not an accident
1: ridiculous
2: Uh, oh man well let me make sure binkley got the link okay okay for sure link link to bink okay
0: yeah we were just listening to dmv before we jumped oh fun
2: get you in the mood i was listening to your last episode as well i really dig the guy with the lion wolf i forget his name why do i not remember his name
1: are you talking about oh, Evan? Evan from Fifth Dimension or like our um, the one we released today?
2: I think it was today. Let me look. I was just listening to it. Evan okay. McDermott.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension.
2: Yeah. So I didn't realize it had video. So I was like, I had the opportunity to see. He looked different. Like he was talking about his like profound masculinity and I... He looked like a little bit like a hippie, which was enjoyable for me. But I was like, wow, I really thought I was going to see a lumberjack here. And I got a hippie, which was fun.
1: Yeah, I I was thrown off by his appearance too. I love, yeah. I dig his his style for sure. Yeah,
2: totally. Like it made me think like I should have more style. So I'm going to say this is like, uh, there's construct, my studio is under construction. Let's just say, so I have to have like a little scaffolding there. But I really want to do something cool. And I actually thought I'd put my books back there. But there's a video with Norm Norman Dodd and G. Edward Griffin. Do you ever see that one? It's really old. It's like a one so. hour. And he talks about how he was doing research for the Reese Commission where his researcher went into the Carnegie Endowments Library and found the minutes from their meetings, like early meetings from like 1917. And it said how they were going to deliberately get them into World War so they could change our entire culture and society from individualistic to collective. And she had a mental break. And he said his other researcher got arrested for a book he had on his bookshelf. So now, you know given where we are, I was like, gosh, I, I would say every book on my bookshelf could get me arrested. Like if that's the way it goes, I mean, not one of them stands the test. And the stuff that like used to be like I believed in was like Winston Churchill's biography and stuff like that stuff. I'm ready to just throw in the, you know, Fahrenheit, whatever, <laughs> whatever the burning, whatever temperature books burn at. But right. anyway, <laughs> maybe I'll just put those up as like props like the you
1: know, yeah the straight history. Yeah, we were or I was going through the garage the other day cuz we're going to be moving like next Tuesday. Yeah. Um and yeah. I came across a box with all my old college books. Oh man. And you know like uh, environment and crisis, climate change, like all these other just propaganda crap textbooks yeah, oh wow that's really bad like i had a whole stack of them and i'm like i actually read every single one of these piece well, of crap books so we'll do what did you do with them they're sitting in a box we're gonna toss them but yeah i'm gonna, I don't know. See, I'm gonna
0: donate them to the library
1: the <laughs> only books i see that was the problem for me there was only one book that
2: i ever oh he's binkley's here
1: oh
0: yes he i don't see him See him on.
1: He's not on the participants list.
0: Yeah. Is he sure he's on our meeting?
1: I think he's not.
2: I just (laughs) reset the link. The link I actually (laughs) use. So I know it's the right link. Let's see. This is complicated. This
0: is complicated.
2: (laughs) complicated. (laughs) So I had one book, the only book I ever threw away in my life. I can't throw them away. I'm like pathological when it comes to this stuff. So I could not throw it away. And it was a book, I forget what it was, but it was supposed to be like a book that told the real truth about something, but it was disinformation. And I was like, that is dangerous. Like, I don't mind like the straight history, which everybody knows is bullshit, or you're just a normie, or like the conspiracy stuff, that's totally fine. But when... It tries to explain, I don't know what it was, maybe the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was something I was just like, "Now that is dangerous. Like a false conspiracy theory. Like I have no tolerance for that whatsoever. So I couldn't, but I, I, so I threw it away because I wouldn't give it away because you don't want it in the libraries. That's the problem. Exactly, yeah. So I'm like keeping, I'm keeping the public safe from, all the mainstream history books that i have on one side of my shelf but i really think i should use them as props like like what do you mean no that's what i i adore winston churchill he was totally right small price to pay
1: yeah you can use them as props or later when we run out of firewood and (laughs) you need a fire actually
2: funny that's that to me like that isn't even a joke it's like so either they're worth some money because the world is still like an economic machine, or it keeps me safe because we're in a totalitarian dictatorship, or shit hit the fan and uh, we got some firewood. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you we joke them. about the dogs. Like, would you eat them if you had to? You know, <laughs> they're like really expensive golden retrievers. Like they were rescued more or less. They're like it's just like you know, if you had to, right? And like I don't even think they would mind. But that I don't even know that I think that's a joke the bunnies like i'm definitely not joking with the bunnies i'm just like i almost think we should eat them now (laughs) like sorry that's not true these are wrong i'm just trying to have fun hey
0: we're planning on on growing some bunnies up there to eat too so yeah yeah.
2: you can't live on bunnies alone though apparently they don't have enough fat you need chicken yes other stuff yeah you need Yeah. yeah chicken egg yolks yeah what's up what's up what's up brad brad is in the tesseract i don't know where he is he's in a different world because the 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 world series so he's like he's on cloud nine that's actually cloud nine we didn't know it was digital
3: it's a digital cloud (laughs) nine you can visit anytime and you don't ever have to go live in your real life so you can escape forever Uh, in the metaverse you guys hear me all right
1: perfect you sound great
3: i was just in a what is it Google meets room. That was like a false Why? reality check room. Uh, it's a, I, and what I was just uh, I thought I think I had the wrong link uh, and I clicked on the wrong link. and I was just sitting really? in there. I'm like, is anybody else coming to this thing here? Oh, and, then I realized I, I, I missed the, the other email.
2: I didn't even <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe I sent you something <laughs> weird and like fifth dimensional. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I'd never been there before, and I'd like to never go there.
1: Again. I'm so glad you got out don't go into the light i didn't even know we had a google chat room or whatever
3: that's weird (laughs) maybe it was an alternative reality you guys like another yeah
1: it could have been one of
2: my kids dipping into something sketchy Got unleashed.
1: I mean, into the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, the Braves did win the World Series. That so I think we are so, in an alternate in timeline universe. right absolutely now. Anything true. is possible. Yeah. We're in
2: Brad's dream. It does not feel, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it's true. I don't know if it's
3: my dream or not. I don't have anything to complain about all, all seasons So it's oh. free up a lot of time.
2: <laughs> that's what they say. Like, you want the other guy to win the election so you can bitch the whole time. So you like can you're be mad about
0: it. Yeah. 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 I think I think either way we're getting good jokes out of whoever would have won this election. So whether yes. it be Biden or whether yeah. it be Trump, we'd get some good jokes, and we're getting we're getting comic gold right now with Biden. I mean, with the whole like, I don't know what this thing is that he does, but he he seems yeah. like he's going. Oh, are like you standing like this? Band.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Somehow I can't I can't find that fun because it's too easy. I don't know why. Like the Trump one was fun. Because it was, it was like actually comedic. It's only funny with Biden if you hate him. And I don't, I mean, it's like hating a cabbage. Like how can you really, maybe it gives you gas, but it's really not the cabbage's fault. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't hate it.
3: <laughs> we think it's not his fault. What if he is secretly like a secret genius? And he- oh,
2: oh, I t- I think that he is. I think he is Vinny the Chin. I think he, I mean, literally is worth billions. And I think they're going to assassinate him. Oosh. Should you not say that?
4: Oh, I, oh, I don't, I think I, you're I, not don't think You can say whatever you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a little afraid of the black helicopters when you say stuff like that. I do not think that would be good for this country. I think it would be very traumatic. I am against all killing other than capital punishment. And I am against that too, but only because treason is a capital crime. And when you have an unconstitutional government defending the Constitution is a capital crime. So I'm completely against it entirely all kinds of killing hmm. so no guillotines then no none of that food i like food as the great sarah palin said if god didn't want us to eat animals why did he make them out of meat
3: if those mrna vaccines work like maybe they're supposed to then people who get the guillotine they might just pop another head out might regenerate on the spot
2: that would be funny i saw a, a halloween costume did you remember that from last year Benley, where the girl was wearing a just like a headless body and then in her hands was a head. It was the head. Oh, yeah, was that walking was awesome. Her head around. But there are little eye holes in like the neck yeah. thing. Did
3: that y'all makes... see the picture? It was going around on Twitter of the little girl's costume and there was like a Biden head that they kind of built yes. on her next to her and it yes. was like sniffing her and she had a shirt that said like, please stop sniffing me or I something s- like I that. I saw that.
0: That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. That and is she, funny. And she did the face where she's like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was perfect. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I, di- I didn't catch that, but I did catch a video of someone putting, I get, it looks like an IT robotic statue or whatever moving, and they put like a face mask of Biden on there. And it was like, you know, free candy or something, and it's all creepy. And yeah. I mean,
2: what do you guys think? Do you think he's for reals? Or I mean, you think he's a tottering idiot? You know, he just, he dresses so nicely and he's so fit. Like, that's not easy to achieve when you're doddering. Right.
1: Huh? I mean, he has, I'm sure he has people that dress him. Yeah. You know, he's I, he's probably at a point in his yeah. life where he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. And people are just he's taking got, care of got him. Drip. he
0: he's think. He's got something. I don't know. I'm, I'm of the school that I don't even know if I'm looking at Biden or a body double anymore. Yeah. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: That actually I'm more inclined to think. I mean, we were talking about Churchill earlier. He had a voice double because he was half in the bag most of the time.
3: Well, they, talk about, they were talking about Putin's body doubles a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like when he's riding how, a
2: shark and everything? It's not really him?
3: Yeah, they were talking about his, his body doubles. They are talking about how Putin sent body doubles of one of the other candidates that was running for some office to try and uh, sabotage him. It was crazy.
0: I didn't hear about this.
3: No. Not, yeah, it sounded like, I mean, it might have been all bogus trying to make them seem worse than they are, but I think that probably goes on. There's probably body doubles running around all over the place. Do you think we could be body doubles right now?
2: No, but you're probably right. Like they're always way ahead of us, right? They're way ahead of the tech we think they have. Oh, yeah. So there must be some some doubles running around just to test it out. Like who 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 maybe that's where like my Canadian Uncanny Valley thing is like maybe they only do it with like Canadians. They just roll out some androids that only cross over Justin Bieber or whatever, like who's a star in another country. Like, can you tell the difference between? foreigner yeah. canadian and an android
3: yeah i don't know if they're cloning the guys yet they could be i just i think they're i think they're definitely finding people who look a lot like them because there's so many people on the planet we all have somebody who looks a lot like eerily like us and you just find those people and you know they'll be the ones that get shot are you loki no i mean people say i look like loki that's because my hair's long though but I my hair was tina fey
2: tina fey apparently this is the glasses they used to be square i don't know where she's wearing these days but people on planes there was a brief period of time where people thought if i ever sat in first class they thought i was her oh my gosh
3: oh really oh
2: yeah it was just a weird moment in time i must have the exact same haircut the same thing like everything was exactly the same and i think it happened twice
3: did you some people thought i looked like loki at the waffle house the other night they just kept Cause I was dressed as Loki, so that's why Are the they on
2: mushrooms. Talking. Oh, you were yeah, dressed I, as for Loki Halloween.
3: Yeah, I went as Loki. I had, and I had this hood and not this hood, this, this horns, those things I wore last time we did a <laughs> show together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do not wear a hood. And, and yeah. And they were they were just staring at me. And uh I think they'd been working a long shift or something. And one of them came up to me and it and she goes, she goes, You look just like Loki. And I was like, Oh, all us white people look alike Exactly. Don't that's we. what I was
2: thinking. They just couldn't tell the difference. It was close. I used to have a picture of Cary Grant on my cubicle wall when I was a banker. And they, they, my next door neighbor banker's black. And it's just like, oh, Rock Hudson. Yeah. And, you know, he came out recently, I'm like, that's Cary Grant. It's like,
0: oh my God. You
2: gotta, you gotta admit those guys all look alike. They like, did. No. True.
0: <laughs> but I didn't think <laughs> about those
1: really, two. Really, like, yeah. No question. I <laughs> like same America, same everything. That is so true. Oh my gosh. And Rock Hudson ended up, he ended up being gay, right?
4: Yeah.
1: Yes. And yeah, yeah. they say they always say these guys of died, died of AIDS. And I,
2: you've probably heard this. This my show. Like they my brother was an IV drug user and he went to like get a clean bill of health. He wanted to quit. And they gave him he got a positive AIDS test, which I'm sure in yeah. retrospect was a PCR test. He had no symptoms whatsoever. And he had had hepatitis and hepatitis basically gives you a 100 percent uh, pos- false mm-hmm. positive for HIV mm-hmm. PCR tests. So they immediately put him on AZT and he said right away, he got really, really sick and um kept, he was on it for a while. And he just was like, that's the problem. He went off it, but it was too late and he did not make it. And ever since then, anyone who supposedly died of AIDS, I've always, always looked and always found that that person took AZT. There's no exceptions in my, you know, that just little, just check every case kind of experience. Yeah. Yikes. No. Not to bring you down. We were having such a good time. It was, <laughs> it was almost like we're just human beings having a conversation. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the Fauci no.
3: body count with AZT. I remember when oh, a wow. rapper yeah. asked him about Did you guys hear when he was on? I can't remember who it was. It was a rapper. For some reason, Fauci was on his program, and somebody had told him to, like, ask about AZT. And the guy was like, yo, tell me about AZT, Fauci. And Fauci was just like, It was obviously being prompted to this rapper because of what you're talking about. But Fauci was just like, oh, no, we did some projects with AZT back in the 1980s and uh, bada bing, bada boom, we saved everybody from AIDS.
0: That's how he simplified
4: it? (laughs) That's
3: that's the gist of it. Basically. It was a rapper's
2: show, I'm sure he didn't get into it. Well, he knew
3: that guy (laughs) didn't know what it was referring to, so he just spun a uh, false reality,
2: a false reality check. Nice. Nice. That, there is a that great, a very good book, very easy to read, very compelling book by Liam Sheff called Official Stories, something like narratives for a world in need or in crisis. And he wrote extensively in that book about his experience as a freelance journalist in New York, exposing little babies who were being basically die in orphanages in Harlem being diagnosed with AIDS as like crack babies, given AZT and not making it. So it was really what he did. And this Liam Chef was out of his mind, <laughs> like, um, and he was, he himself, Liam Sheff was thought New York times was going to run his article. But what he really did was they did this huge hit piece on him and used uh. the, the opportunity he th- so he gave them all his research, everything. And they were like, Oh, William chef's a moron or whatever on the cover of the magazine the new york times magazine on sunday and it was just uh anyway so if you ever want to dig into that that's a very easy to read book
0: oh i'll have to check that out yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty familiar with fauci's uh murder of a lot of gay people he um i'm a big fan of queen uh freddie mercury to me is like oh, yeah. the best vocalist in rock absolutely totally history. agree totally he agree killed that guy he straight up yeah. killed that guy his treatment protocol killed that guy and so i'm yeah. yeah i i have the truth to the shirt that says like fauci gave us all aids because it's true he gave us yeah. he gave us aids you know? yeah
2: he made aids deadly
4: yeah you
2: know? yeah and he and that's why when i look at stuff like ventilators or even, I don't know, remdesivir or whatever. It's got his name on it. So like I immediately just like uh, avoid vouchy <laughs> Fauci stuff. But I look at it and I think I, I really believe that the AZT was to make the crisis worse. That's why they chose that. They could have tried. They could have just given everybody aspirin, you know, and yeah. it would have been a much, much better outcome not not like a whole bottle a day, like kill people during the Spanish flu. But I'm just saying like they could have done anything, could have done nothing. Placebos would have been better. But you don't get that kind of um, fear factor if people aren't actually dying. And that's how that's how pathocratic I feel like the the you know, medicine state, what are we going to call it? It's like that it's it's not the welfare warfare super state. It's The
0: the health security state. Yeah, it's the what the health security
3: state.
2: Yeah, there you go
3: yeah what was it the fauci's name it means the silla uh it's a name that is derived from the word sickle yeah i think that's oh, fitting for Fauci. really really yeah the grim reaper oh Fauci. man that's i cool. was i would just think
0: of like faustian like like with his. yes name. totally
1: it's dr oh, faustus sure.
0: hmm. that's weird he's i feel like He's been in so many pictures with like Rockefellers and like Bill Gates, obviously. Like they're all buddies, but they act like they're not. And so much of that has yeah. been out that people just choose to ignore it. Um, we're actually both. Well, you you left. You just recently left your job. I'm my last day is Friday. I'm leaving my job. I work in the healthcare industry. Vaccines are mandated, and um, I I don't want this vaccine, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. And everybody that I know of at work listens to, Fa- they quote Fauci like crazy. Oh, Fauci he's, didn't
2: say as it. as points out, he's not even a doctor. I mean, he's a doctor, but he's an admin guy. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. definitely a talking head. He doesn't, he's not sitting there in the lab. But did
1: you resign or are you going to let them frog march you out of there? Because really it might be better if you do. I mean, I thought about it and I wasn't happy where I was at this point and I'm trying to live my life. If it's not like a hell yes, then don't do it. And I'm at this point where that job was just soul sucking. And I saw this as a good opportunity to just get out and resign. I didn't want them to string me along until December 8th when I knew they were going to put me on unpaid leave for not being vaccinated. Yeah. And I'm they- not
2: a big fan of the brain damage of that kind of stuff either. Just save yourself. How I found freedom in an unfree world. Very Harry Brown, which I used to not like. And I think maybe that's how we got into this situation in the first place is like, you know what? I'm just going to keep a low profile. But now I feel like we're past the point of no return. And the only thing we can do is try to stay alive in the niches, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Come
2: back when that whole thing collapses.
3: I wonder what's gonna happen on December eighth. It's they've been building up this date for a little while now. And there is this pushback. They're trying to negotiate with some of these federal contractors too. They're telling I love we talked about this on the show today, but mm-hmm. it's this idea of okay, okay, the White House saying, okay, you don't have to fire your employees. Here's what you can do instead. You can give them counseling where you tell them the virtues of the vaccine and the consequences of not taking it. So you can, you can indoctrinate them,
2: rake them over the coals. I know someone yeah. just literally raked over the coals and just like came home, like, I, 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 I you yeah. know, I'm sure I'll they'll never sit there and listen again. to that.
3: And yeah. like it's they don't even give upsetting. a Yeah. Right. So how long does this have to take? What if after two weeks the indoctrination doesn't take? You, you start with the waterboarding. What's the next step after this? Yeah,
0: they were already doing that at my job. I had to watch a 20-minute video that they made, they produced. They must have spent at least a million dollars on this thing. Wow. Talking to, like, professionals and doctors about how safe and effective this is. And you won't end up in the hospital, which is a lie. And you can't spread it, which is a lie. and.
2: I mean uh, that like, is a total like even yeah. their own stories. It's if you dig in it, you can find exactly.
0: Yeah. So the, yeah. did it
2: have like race in the beginning and climate at the end? Like did it? it well, did it the, just the, have the whole... the woman who presented it was a
0: was a bald British African uh, of descent woman. Uh, American, I was gonna say African American, African American, African English person, black black English person. But yeah, right. she she had, you know had a very authoritative. I have a very authoritative voice and that kind of thing. And I don't even know who she was. She she was some kind of PhD <laughs> right. in something, but I don't care about PhDs and I don't care about any of that right. stuff. You're not going to convince PhDs me
2: to take that. PhDs are a little over the top. I mean, yeah. you can really get a PhD and anything. As a matter of fact, I have a JD, like the D stands for doctorate. She so yeah. was like, I'm Dr. Monica.
3: Like, yeah, I with deep fakes, they're going to be able to create the perfect authoritative source that meets all of those check boxes that they need to meet and delivers the material well like Stacey abrams is a good one but her delivery is not as as sharp as it should be to certain audiences they'll just be able to create that digital social justice virtue authoritative source
2: like yeah. level up on the created person like she's a prototype mm-hmm. but we need she's like a beta of herself but her new like surrogate self is going to have like a better sense of humor. It's going to be amazing. A little more charming. Maybe it's like Oprah on the cover of Oprah where sometimes it's skinny and some, you know, depending on the audience. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like Obama used like on some magazines he would be darker complected and then every once in a while I'd have gray hair. (laughs) That's so true. true. That's
0: so true have you guys been to this person does and check and check that out. Yeah. I've seen that. That's yeah. crazy. Those people, it is. none of those people are real people. And it makes you think like how many of these authoritative sources yeah. are just that they're just some AI talking face that they created. <sighs>
1: Oprah's probably not even real.
0: Yeah, Oprah's probably not and
1: he, even real. Yeah.
2: And maybe they have remember that Star Trek where they had like the Nazi guy was just wasn't even alive anymore? <laughs> <He> was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. And he's
3: running the country running the country Dang. through like a, a tape deck or something like that.
2: And then on the other side, there are people who I actually don't think are dead, like McAfee. I don't think sure. McAfee's
1: dead. Who else do you do not think is dead?
2: Um, I think that they put that picture of Jeffrey Epstein's corpse out and it looked pretty corpsey. Now, I guess they can do anything now with digital, but I don't know. And I feel like they put them out there just to kind of. Put a nail in the coffin, so Mm. to speak. I don't know. (laughs) So I don't think he's not dead. I I mean, what do I know? But McAfee, I really don't think he's dead.
3: Do you see the picture? Well, I say pictures the newest drawings of Ghislaine Maxwell. No, no, I no, they've released it's some it's more drawings. courthouse draw. The story goes that she it was forced to crawl to the transport <laughs> that took her to the, on her the hands and knees. Yeah. <laughs> it took her, her to the, that she transported <laughs> into the, into the courtroom. And I, I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, maybe some images. And it's like four or five different drawings of her from the sketch artist. We still have not seen an actual photo of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably not even real.
2: Okay, I I (laughs) thought she was dead there for a while. And I was reading about her father. Robert Maxwell was Mm. like a real Mossad guy. He stole promise software from the US, which stole it from the guy who made it and gave it to Israel, who put the back doors in for Israel. And I think the US also put it was like a really spy versus spy. And then he died by falling off his boat. And I always thought, well, they must have assassinated him. And then like, duh, it's like, or not. You know, or not. So I don't know how they take care of their own. Because you got to think, like Biden, he must know how they rub people out. Like, he must know. Oh,
4: yeah. You know,
2: like, I think of JFK and Ronald Reagan. They had their deep state history. So Biden's as deep state as they get. He must know you get rubbed out once in a while. Some guys have to survive, or you couldn't get somebody like Biden to keep his mouth shut the whole time, right? So, I mean, he's... He's, I think he's got just billions ferreted away. And uh, so I just, I feel like if they killed, if they kill Galeen, if they kill Epstein, if they kill Robert Maxwell, then who's the next guy who's going to be like, oh, they won't kill me. So that's why I think in Syria, Assad wouldn't give up because it's like, well, look what happened to Gaddafi. He cooperated. Look what happened to Hussein. He cooperated like I'm just a doctor. I would totally rather just buy, sell out. You know, I mean, obviously I lived in London most of my life. I don't care whatever. Take whatever you want. But it's like, but then they'll just kill me. So I got to fight It's like give Putin
1: a call. Not exactly my style, but what are you going to do for sure? Yeah, I've, I wanted to ask you guys in terms of media outlets and not the mainstream media. Are there any news outlets that are not a PSYOP? Like, is there anything safe out there?
0: Who do you trust if you do trust anyone? I'm
1: going to write. I'll let Bankley go first so I can.
2: I think there
3: are some that aren't a PSYOP, but I think the national, the mainstream is captured one way or another that doesn't mean that everything they say is going to be false. They have to say a lot of things that are true in order to be believable, for the lies to be plausible and believable. And a lot of the local newspapers have been kind of co-opted through these Google news initiatives and Facebook news initiatives. Like the AJC basically just reprints what CNN, the AJC in Atlanta just reprints what CNN does at this point. It's completely biased, doesn't give any actual real news anymore. And I think, there's, I think the main newspapers in most cities are like that. And I think the smaller ones, some of the small counties and small cities, probably you're probably going to have a better chance of finding actual uh, unbiased news. Sometimes I'll search like more local newspapers online just to see if I can find anything different from this, you know, just the same story that we're hearing across the board. And I don't think that everybody that's involved in all the news organizations is necessarily knows they're in a psyop or is is intentionally I think a lot of them are, but I think that they're subject to the influence of it even though mockingbird used to be that the cia you know would would they went into the uh news organizations and you know influence them without them being aware of it now it's just like every panel discussion cnn has it's like hi i'm brian stelter and here are four former cia agents and that's just open (laughs) mockingbird
2: so i have a couple of answers uh, similarly one uh, Ryan, when when Bagley said this what i used to do i haven't done it lately but what i used to do is i would go to like there's this worldwide international newspaper website and most of the local newspapers are in foreign languages obviously but you could get ones that were in english and and i would read the articles and then read the comments by the local people but i'm talking like it's like a thousand newspapers so some of them are pretty small and that's when i realized what happened with ebola like the people in the comments were like they caught somebody putting formaldehyde in the well water like, look up what happens when you drink formaldehyde. Like, you bleed out your eyes. Like, hello. And that happened like, three times. I said, oh, wow, that's why they have signs, billboards, Ebola is real. Like, obviously. And I just pulled that out of, like, a comment section. I would never even have thought of that. I didn't even think of that. And I used to love RT. I did. I mean, I got that it was a little bit propaganda Then it got really really propaganda around the same time that the guy who founded it was found dead in the US. There was like five Russian guys found dead in the US, like very weird. So where if you were Putin assassinating people, where would you do it in the US? Right. But if you were the US, you want to make it look like Putin did it. Where would you do it like the US? So there's no I couldn't get any closer to the truth on that. And I stopped listening to RT for that. However, I think of these that especially RT and then a lot of the, so RT would be something where you really get a lot of good information, not everything, but a lot of good information. And I remember I was interviewing Massimo Matsuko who did the, some of those great movies that the yeah, um, American moon and mm-hmm. uh, the new Pearl Harbor and everything. And he, he said, You've, you have to check RT all the time. Like, yeah, there's some bullshit in there, but you have to check it because it's like 80% stuff. You're not getting that is true. I don't do it too much though, because, and then I have a few more like specifics, but um, mostly because when I used, used to be on the radio, I would want to really, really find out the truth about like why I had three hour show was one topic, and I would just dig and I would, I would turn over every rock. I would figure it all out. But what we do now is look at the mainstream media stuff and pull away the spin, which after all those years of so when I started on the radio, I didn't even know like 9/11 was an inside job. I it only happened. Yeah, I had no idea. And actually Binkley points out that I didn't even mention that I now knew it until my last show. Could have been a coincidence. So I just ignored the topic because I was like, there's no point in losing all of these conservatives. Like I we can actually have a conversation about a lot, a lot of things if I don't just blow it up. But I blew it up. So Uh, so I would, after all that time, I finally honed my truth star enough to see what was like, even with the Gabby Patino thing, I was immediately like, why is this in the news before it's interesting? Right? Like, I was like, why is it like this, this blonde chick's missing? It's like, I I think there are a lot of like, you know, what he lost his girlfriend, like really, he she probably just left him. But then all of a sudden, it's the biggest story ever. It's like wow! Like every single news outlet knew that in advance. So I mean, immediately can, like a flag will fly. Like Binkley with the Miami that condo is like happens to be the same day they're talking about the infrastructure. I'm like, well, this like let's dig into that a little bit. So you get the truth, and I can just take it from the mainstream media. Like okay. I don't even really care what the details are. Plus they closed the internet on February 14th, 2018. So there's absolutely no way of getting any truth out of just like open source investigation, I think. But then there are the sources like Activist Post and Zero Hedge, which have tons of great journalism, great research, really good stories that will bring your attention. The A big thing they do is call your attention to something that you would absolutely never see. Like maybe, I don't know if it was, I'm sure it was in there, but like the air. air airline pilot strike, which is totally being ignored by the mainstream media, they will they will cover that stuff usually, and or 5G, and you get a lot of information out of that. Are they there because the CIA needs somebody, like I think Julian Assange is, where if Assange didn't exist, the CIA would have to create, you know, wh- where is the CIA honeypot? Because they have to create a honeypot that attracts people to dump, because I think, like Kryptagon or whatever, there was some some repository that was doing that you could literally just upload all your whistleblowy stuff onto the internet directly. And that was that, I mean, then it was out there, but Assange doesn't do it that way. He collects it all. You sign it away. You can't release it yourself. And he decides what gets released. So like that seems fishy to me. So, uh, but it doesn't mean a lot of stuff doesn't get out there from him. That is of value. So I like, so maybe you can take some of these outlets that mostly look great and, it's there to just corral all of us and say, like the stuff that's really, 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 really hot. We're going to use this outlet to disinfo that or to suppress it or to whatever. So m- those outlets, I'm not going to say 100% like, wow, they're absolutely perfect and they still made it huge. I really don't know. I, my guess is that they, there's 20% of it's bullshit and the guys who run it don't really care. Like that's what are they going to do? And I think that's fine. There there are some people, like I remember American Everyman, he got wiped out the same time I did like WordPress, but he, I think got into, I think he was really set back, but he used to have the best truth star. I think he's nomadic everyman now and he doesn't like cover every single thing, but I just always liked him. And there's a fellow podcaster, the Grimerica guys, I always find, you know, they really... They really have insights that I just like to plug into once while. So I don't have time because I do like the long form stuff. I really can't. And it keeps me from thinking through things myself because their conversations are like often would satisfy me. So I wouldn't like puzzle over to be like, they're on it, they're on it, they're on it. So I can't really listen to it that much, but I feel like there you get some real, you know, there are a lot, a lot of podcasts like that, but that's just happens to be what I, I just think. You know, it's from a different perspective, a different country, even. But you, you know, and it's they're not like your knee jerk. This, uh, you know, Biden's a puppet or a critical race theory or whatever. It's just more more thoughtful. So I, I get a lot of stuff out of people who I think are really organic and authentic. But I ha- I have to kind of avoid it, otherwise I can't come up with my own thoughts. <laughs> has a very Cheryl Atkinson.
3: Answer. I like Cheryl Atkinson too. She, she does a lot of good work in compiling list of you know vaccine concerns that people are having. She keeps it updated pretty uh, pretty frequently and she al- she always cites the studies it comes from. And she points out when see C- when they report stuff about CDC studies and they report it completely out of context, she she always directs you to uh, not just those studies, but to a a series of studies where you can compare them yourself. And she has uh, like a definitive list and and that she updates frequently about natural immunity. So she does, if you're looking for kind of a compiled list of that kind of stuff, she has a, she has a lot of that on her website and sources
1: for sure. Yeah. I've been enjoying the telegram that you guys started. Mm. People have been putting a lot of good resources in there. I brought, um, Someone posted some herbal medicine book that I bought recently, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I
2: saw a couple. Of, I yeah. bought a
1: couple of those. One of them was really expensive. It was old. Was it an old one? No, I, I think you, I, I know got what you're talking old. about. Um, there were a
2: few and uh, I got them, but I just, I don't even pay attention. I just buy, So it's like a little bit of a compulsion. So I see something I want. I don't even look at the price. Every once in a while, it's like $120. I'm just like, what? What? Is that one book? Yeah. And, uh, and then I realized though that over time, you know, you're not, that there's going to be value there because yeah. we're not going to have those books anymore. So yeah, there yeah. was some natural medicine. I love that stuff. We have a great community. I think. Oh yeah. Can, can we turn that question on to you and say, what do you, where do you get your,
1: who, what trust, what sources? Oh do you man. Trust? I mean, you two for me are <laughs> like one of my big outlets to mainstream what's going on. I try to avoid the mainstream news honestly we do it
2: for you yeah, yeah. Do you g- <laughs> we take
1: the hit I know it's it's pain and suffering for yeah sure. you guys <laughs> yeah you guys definitely fulfill that need for me but I don't I try not to seek out anything because <laughs> it just drives me crazy but. yeah
0: I get to I used to get really sucked in and I I used to watch RT a lot different specials on RT and I used to read some of their articles and um you know, I, I I don't know what your opinion is of like Abby Martin in terms of her reporting. I know that some of her stuff when she talks about like the empire of the United States, I, I totally see that because we are an empire. Um, but I disagree with her like pol- her personal politics.
2: Yeah, she's too left. But didn't she say something about Rand Paul? There was a long time ago. She had a um years ago a back mm. and forth with Rand Paul where she said. She threw him under the bus or something. She said he said something or treated her in a certain way to either. Anybody remember that? No, I don't remember that. Well, at the time, and I've never been a, a Rand Paul Kool-Aid smoker like I, I like him and I like that there's somebody out there saying stuff, but he's done some stuff that I'm like, I don't think
0: he's so. not his father. He's not his dad. dad. No. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. Totally not. And I don't know why. And I don't know if I care, but it could have been at the time. I just couldn't believe he would be so rude to anyone, you know, like that kind of thing. But he wasn't like once I wrote a blog post about him and he wrote me a note from the freak on the Senate thingy, like, like a piece the, of paper from the whoa. Senate. Like, thanks. Oh, for that I was like, are you, are you I did not know, I got a lot of hits on my blog, as you can imagine, and he read I didn't send it to him. It was the craziest thing. And he called once I was on a mailing I was on a call list. And he called when he was running for Senate. I guess I was on a fundraising list because I was a member of the Harvard Club in New York when I was an investment banker. And I quit when they banned smoking. <laughs> but anyway, so it's very cheap. I, I think it might even been free if you went to Harvard. But anyway, so I was on this list. And I'm like, I remember I was in the crayon aisle with my daughter literally had like bones in her head. You know, just just everything was a mess. You was screaming. I, I might have had like pajamas on which nowadays doesn't sound crazy, but at the time, it was very crazy. And the phone rings, and I'm like, hello, and uh, can you talk to Rand Paul? It's not Senator Rand Paul yet, and I was like, um, okay, sure. Gets on the phone. I was like, what? And he's like, I wanted to, you know, can you come to this fundraiser? And I was like, no, I can't, but I just want to tell you something. Like I feel like if Damocles took his lantern into Washington D.C. right now, and or who is it, Diogenes, Demosthenes, whoever, I knew it at the time, and I was like, if he walked around in D.C. and he looked for one honest man, he could have been looking for two thousand years, and he would have found him in your father. Yeah, and he was just like, oh Amazing. wow, <laughs> uh, I have like one thousand calls to make.
3: <laughs> oh. <So, laughs> He, he thought he was getting a compliment for himself, and it just gets misdirected to his father at the last second. It was probably. And I didn't
2: even give him anything for the effort. <laughs> oh, that's
3: hilarious. He probably gets that a lot. I'm sure yeah. he does. Yeah. He's 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 not even Ron Paul light.
2: He's just. I know, but I like Establish himself as
3: Fauci's nemesis. He's I guess get a little separation from his father by being the arch nemesis of Fauci. <laughs>
2: That's fun. Yeah, like I'm all down with that. So anyway, but the, it was the Abby Martin thing. I was just thought, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and look and see if maybe I was like, you know what, maybe Rand Paul would have been a little fresh. Or maybe she was a bit She's maybe a bit she set aggressive,
3: him up. I think maybe sometimes. She set him yeah, up. Right. I, I like, could see that.
2: Yeah, Binkley's taught me that you you know, if they're and as Byron termed it, method activists. It, totally. You know, I mean
3: they, can, they try and get those reactions from people so that they can then turn around and make that reaction the story.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's why I tend to just avoid the mainstream news because I don't want to give them, as Sam Tripley would say, my louche yeah. and my energy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm big on the whole words as spells, manifestation, yeah. a lot of this stuff they put out there. We start thinking it's true and unknowingly manifest these things. Yeah, that's how I see it. Think,
0: think about the weather. We talked about this on a previous show before. Like, if you think about it, like they can forecast the weather, right? they can forecast that can they really forecast the weather or is it that they're telling you what they want it to be? And everybody's manifestation is going into changing it around us. I know it sounds a little (laughs) crazy, but
4: you never know.
1: I mean, the first thing you see when you click on your home screen is what the The weather weather. Yeah, every day. Yeah. They say, I mean, I have heard that, that rain dances and stuff,
2: they, and like prayer. And I have this theory of prayer where I think I never really got it. It's like my mother prays for all these druggies in the family night and day. And my mother is like, uh, like almost fades in and out of this dimension. She's so like connected. And, uh, and I'm like, and it never works. It never works. And then I realized, or I, I decided, I don't know that, or maybe I even heard somebody, you know, talking about it. Like it was already a preexisting theory that if, if there's no counter will, then you have that kind of portal. You know that energy we can kind of draw some cosmic energy but if there's a counter well if the drugie wants to keep doing drugs like you know no matter how many times my mother says the rosary you're not gonna it's not gonna get through and my and you know what now that i think about it my father used to always say like if you would just go to mass and confession once all the prayers that we've said for you all the grace that's like in your in your lockbox or whatever up in heaven is just gonna come flooding down on you and the way he said it was always so like concrete and material that it was my sister was like so there's a ledger with like grace and sins and like how many hail mary's i said and you know math and i like i love math so i was like oh my gosh yeah that's perfect like i can totally work with that but i i think maybe it's just symbolic i don't know but it's not a crazy thought to think that you have to be open to the grace and maybe, you know, there maybe that opens those other dimensions. But if you could give me some hope on the basis of the fact that regardless of how they do it, we're all kind of fucked in the short term. I would appreciate it. I don't think we I think it's fine. Like in the long term, I think as individuals, I think we can save ourselves. And I think we have to keep the remnant alive for another freaking 70 years like they had to in Russia. You know, but if there's something in the short term that we can hang on to, I'd love to hear like anything
3: energy is infectious too and the biggest energy and if you're physically present in a room and perhaps digitally i don't know if this has been studied but the biggest energy in the room is going to populate that room it's going to spread across that room that's why when somebody comes into a room and they're just all pissy and negative and and bitching everybody else starts getting that way because that tends to be the dominant energy that's in there but if you can balance that or overtake that with the positive energy or the healthy energy and positive intent, then you can't infect that other person and you can cause that to spread. With improv and acting, I've seen this so much. I mean, you can consciously make an effort to do that. It can be hard sometimes if other people are being super negative, but that's why, like, with the news, though, is always so negative, and always projecting this negative intent, and that can definitely impact and affect the people who consume it and live in it all the time. And there's this thing called agenda-setting theory, which is it's simple, it's the... It describes the ability of the news to influence the importance placed on certain topics, like what people think about and how, how important they think they are. So that's why like, we see these news stories about you know the dreamers and whatever. One minute, everybody's like, the dreamers, the dreamers. The next minute, it's like, who the fuck are the dreamers? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's what I cared about a couple of weeks ago because the news told me to. So it totally is so much control by getting everybody locked in to the, the digital world. So I think it's good to take news breaks and to stay away from it from time to time because the more it is repeated, it can create these like nodes in our brain that just get in our unconscious mind and we think it's real. Yeah, I mean, that's like a as a conscious effort to do that that has been described by George Lakoff and other linguistics when talking about how the news can actually affect the nodes in your brain. Wow. It's crazy. And, and really. We lost you, Monica. She
1: like faded away. Oh,
2: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that double mute thing. I shouldn't do it. But it's when the dogs are in the room. I try to be polite. So uh, but yeah, they they what they really want from you is behavior and support for policies. So if they can make it real in your head, they get what they want, like they don't. So. My favorite reference these days, since they did find the substitute for war the report from Iron Mountain, they talk about how they would study how many people had to die to change the policy. But if you if they could have written it, how many people do the population need to think died to change the policy? So it's really and and now that we're in a virtual world, or we're about we on the precipice of a really virtual world. I think it's, I mean, I just say, I almost feel like it's a loss of humanity. There must be some connection between this entry into the virtual world and the GMO humans they're creating. There has to be a connection mm. there, you know, between 5G, the metaverse and, and those, whatever they put in, and the people who who were co- mostly coerced, so like the people who were tricked really into getting that under their skin, Like there has to be a connection. It's all happening at once. And those are physical, you know, those are changes in the reality. That's not just like crashing the stock market. Those are changes in reality.
1: Yeah. Another big change I've noticed lately, and I don't know (laughs) if you guys have noticed in your areas, is the amount of warehouses that have been popping up. I know with my job, Amazon warehouses have been popping up Mm -hmm. in like Mm. the Inland Empire. Um, And it seems like they're shifting or preparing this shift. To
0: keep everybody, keep home.
1: everyone home, and just buy online, not mm-hmm. going to the store anymore. Um, yeah, it's definitely they're preparing for something.
2: Yeah, and and of course, like the vaccine mandates and stuff, where you can't even go to a restaurant, or whatever. Like you have to get your mind around never going out again. And I thought of that. I was like, thought of that. It's like okay, it must be like what you think about. These idiots, the old people who don't realize that they're going to die either way. But like, I assumed that when you get old, you start thinking about dying. Like, I mean, I just figured that's what happened. But apparently not around here. Like, get away. I'm going to live forever if you don't breathe on me. So I just, I feel like when you look at it, that when they, if you think of how I, the way I think about how one might prepare for death, like you have to do two things. You have to like, think about if there's a next step and prepare for that. But more important, you have to let go of what is here. And actually a, a patron messaged me out of nowhere, like not connecting at all to that. That's where my head was just out of nowhere. Sent me a sermon on YouTube, like an hour and I'm Catholic. So we're practicing Catholic. is It's in some ways, it's a superstition. Like they teach you like you can't be anything else. And I just, you know, so I don't. And I never listen to Protestants. I have nothing like that. I never listen to anything. It's just really like if I go to church, I keep my nose clean, like that's good enough, right? So hedge my bets. So anyway, so they sent me this sermon and I would never normally do it, but I love this gal, so I listened to it. And it, oh, and the heading was, don't love the world. Do not love the world. And I had just come to the realization that the reason I was like bummed, was just a couple of months ago, like I had like a moment of, you know, grief. And I was like, oh, it's cause I have come to love the world. So I was raised as kind of like a poor kid And I hated everything. I was, like, miserable. And then, you know, there aren't 11 people in my house right now. Like, I could have my own space and read a book and have a nice evening. And I started to love the world. And now the world is, like, changing. And I can't really, you know, maybe can't be a part of it, whatever. And I realized, like, my problem is that I love the world. And that's a mistake because it's not permanent anyway. And then I got over it. It was very helpful to listen to that sermon. And then... And then just like the other day, that this fax thing is coming down. And I thought, wow, like I really am not, let's just say I have to stay here or that thing spreads everywhere. I'm not allowed to participate at all in like anything that I don't create myself. And I just, I thought, well, might as well start letting go now. Probably served me well in the long run. You know, and then I'm going to get like my parents where they're just, you know, their clothes are like rags. They were the same thing for- 40 years. Like, what do I care? Well, you know what, what do I care? But I think I feel like that's where you just got to let go. And that's part of the process. That's probably a good thing.
3: I saw this study that was talking about, there's an article, I think it was in the Atlantic. It was talking about the new first date is just people in their sweatpants completely not put together. And I haven't read the entire article, but what I've read so far, I'm like, I'm all about this because the way it was done before is people would just, they would try to be at the top of their game. And from there on out, it's slowly downhill. I think if you start with the absolute worst version of yourself, then it can only get better from there. So that aspect of it, the sweatpants and all that good, good for good for the Atlantic for putting that out there. And I've seen the Amazon warehouses pop up as well. Like just out of nowhere, this giant warehouse a couple of miles down the street overnight was, was there. It's like, I saw this dystopian show where the only place to work in in this town was was the warehouse so everybody worked in the warehouse or warehouse workers i feel like it's getting towards where you're going to be a warehouse worker or you're going to be a coder or you're going to have to work virtually because you're unvaccinated or whatever although i think the mandates are going to fail but they are trying to kind of concentrate the the workforce in jeff bezos and some of these other really rich people's hands yeah where did you guys work i meant to ask you that a moment if you don't mind
1: well for me i won't say where just yet, but I um, am a field biologist or was a field biologist. I worked uh, for an engineering firm that was big on development, warehouses, um, housing, you name it. So that was pretty much my job. I would go to a site, look at the plants and animals, let them know if there were any issues on the site, any mitigation measures, permits they're going to have to pull just to get that project built. And some of the areas that I was going to was like pretty nice, pristine habitat, you know, Joshua trees, just pretty areas. And I, I got tired of just destroying nature. I just, I have a big, connect for me, I have a big connection with nature. And as I've grown in, in my spirituality, I just like, I can't be doing this. You know, I can't be taking out nature and trying to s- stay connected to God, source, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is this uh, synthetic – sorry, Buffalo. No worries.
2: I just want no to worries. squeeze this in. What is the synthetic biology? This Do you have any particular, as a professional, insight into this fourth industrial revolution, which is supposed to blur the lines between biology and technology? I mean, obviously, the stuff Binkley's been talking about is a big part of that. But, I mean, they it, – it can – I'm sure it has to do with actually manipulating biological organisms
1: like this mRNA stuff and Yeah. No, I in terms of like the molecular biology stuff, I'm not I'm more on like the wildlife side it's of things. It's ironic that they would take you who dedicated your life to biology and what's the job?
2: The job is to justify destroying it, right. you know, to to placate the environmentalists right to, yeah. to get yeah. the regulations
1: to look like they're and what you're really doing i mean yeah it was terrible it's like let's let's go to this project site and take out these 500 joshua trees but it's okay because wow. because you bought this piece of land that already over, had over joshua here trees. that has joshua trees so it's okay you can do your project like
2: do you do you feel like so when they talk about zoning? I say like, I don't want them to like get rid of single family zoning in a vacuum, but if they stopped building roads everywhere with the taxpayer dollar, if they stopped using wars to make gas cheaper, if they stopped subsidizing real estate from lower interest rates to tax deductions there, you would have like an old town in Italy here in New Jersey, like they would, or wherever, you know, they would just have, you'd have old stuff because it wouldn't, make it, would, it could never in an economically... Realistic environment makes sense to tear down a brick building. If you go in England, the the buildings are from like sixteen hundred and something. And I said it to a taxi driver. It's like, what the hell? And he's like, well, it's just a matter of building materials, isn't it? I was like, yes, of course. Like you, you should only have to build houses incrementally to how many more people there are. And so I just feel like you wouldn't need zoning laws, and I don't want zoning laws. But you, they need to stop subsidizing anti-organic things. Do you feel like there's a way that you don't need, in an ideal world, you wouldn't need regulation? At all I, I mean, I, I
1: can think of some, but have you ever thought about that? No, I mean, I think we should be able to build wherever we want, you know, <laughs> and do yeah. do what you want. There shouldn't be regulations on anything. Yeah, um, I agree. That's, that's my opinion. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have any, any opinions yeah, about
0: that. We talked about it before because I went down the libertarian rabbit hole and I actually joined the, the California party as a delegate and I went to the convention and then I left and I didn't want to be a part of any party anymore because yeah. they have the same problems that every other party has.
4: Yes,
0: and I don't
4: like parties. Yeah, too. I
0: don't like parties anymore. Um, so, you know, I'm, I kind of fit more into the agorist mindset that we need to just create another system and so I'm kind of trying to just get out of everything. Um, I don't think there's a solution to the balance of nature I, yeah, and development. I, I, I think-, think
2: there is one, though, is that, and maybe this, uh, this comes up a lot, is that they put so much. They also subsidize the crap out of scientific research. And then they, they, they'll do it through university grants and stuff. And then the corporations will come and swoop in and own that. And then exploit it in a way that would again never happen in the free market. So I don't think yeah. we would have these problems in a free market. And I think when you look back fifty years, hundred years, there were plenty of guys who got rich doing something cool, who then turned around and became conservationists, or um, you know, tried to cure poverty in a place that that has been eradicated intentionally. I'm sure, but it seems like the welfare state like just crowded it out. Like there's it's a zero sum game.
1: Yeah. yeah. And here in California, they recently changed the zoning laws to where you can now build um, housing near railroads, like ch- basically changing single family properties to like multiple family properties. And it's like you can just stack houses on top of each other. It's yeah. all.
0: You can build a belg- bedroom in a garage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they'll be able to take a lot of the wild stuff offline
2: and then you won't even be able to have access to that. But I, I totally yeah. interrupted the flow of like what, what is Buffalo yeah. Mm. oh
0: oh don't <laughs> worry about, I totally <laughs> forgot oh what well, was the question was what, did, what do I do what do you what, what exactly
2: what are you what do you do oh, so okay. legs is a biologist a yeah field biologist.
0: um I won't say the company because my last day is Friday which is two days from today but by the time this comes out I'll probably doesn't matter so I'll just say I work for don't the, say it. the third largest pharmacy benefit manager in the nation um so I I basically help save them money so that your premiums can keep going up and their profits can keep going up at the same time <laughs> without providing you any more or any less care than you think you're getting. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> How powerful is Big Pharma in your opinion? Because oh. Massimo Matsuko, when I asked him, I like to ask people the question, like, what's the true nature of power in the world? And he's like, uh, Big Pharma runs everything.
4: <laughs> like <laughs> they, almost, I was like, wow. They, they really-
0: basically run my company, too. Yeah. Yeah. We get our discounts, we get our kickbacks from Big Pharma. We are one of the major forces behind pushing people to get the vaccine. I mean, they spent money on a video indoctrinating uh, us on why right. the vaccine's so good and why? how nothing's wrong with it or anything like that. And if, if you challenge it, something must be wrong with you. And we have literally weekly podcasts. The CEO has like a, a monthly or weekly podcast and it, all it talks about is COVID and what we're doing to help people. But, you know, how much money we're spending on care. But yet we made record profits when COVID hit. We we <laughs> literally made record profits. It's from
2: COVID. hilarious when the literally self-proclaimed AOC, alakite or whatever you call it, Acolyte, um, communists... are are like get 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 the vaccine and it's just like really like you don't understand the whole like Facebook is the profit center that you're worried about Facebook but here's the thing about pharma is like why is it only made of like chemicals and petroleum and so why is it never made of anything that your body was designed to ingest it's never made of anything that has any kind of Counteractive, palliative, anything like still connected, you just cannot get. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. like they could even take oh, because you can't patent a natural thing. Problem
0: that, True. and and it's not a byproduct. It's like the fluoride, right? Where where did fluoride yeah. start getting put oh, in water? Gosh. It's because oh. it's a byproduct of production for aluminum. So it's a
2: it's a it literally a waste disposal. Like they're exactly. so genius at that. Like see, like Google was a way to get us to pay for our own psychological surveillance and facebook is again pay for our own like uh photos and stuff our diary to reveal our diary but
3: it's like every newscast too or every program on these major networks that is about the vaccine or pushing the vaccine it's like all funded by pfizer or one (laughs) of the other ones they did kind of slip that in somewhere in the broadcast the entire funded by Pfizer and the medicines that they attack relentlessly happen to be really cheap and you know nobody really they don't ever really talk about that I think it's interesting that you're like an insider this is like a real whistleblower moment we're having here as opposed to the fake Facebook whistleblower I plan plan on blowing some whistles (laughs) yeah right I think it's hilarious that uh would you point this out a couple weeks ago Monica That the disinformation doesn't, that the angle they're taking there is, these people have profited millions (laughs) of dollars off of this disinformation. Six million. Six million dollars. What about 80 billion or whatever? If Pfizer made 60
2: billion alone, just like in that period in 2020, before I think it was before the vaccines really started rolling out. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And those tests, as we as we know, I I have gotten one COVID test because I went to Hawaii. And I think it was like over a hundred dollars. I had to get one that was gonna be ready in time. Like it couldn't be more bucks. than 70, 150. Yeah,
3: that's how I paid. Yeah.
2: Crazy. Just Jeez. the test alone. And it is straight out of event 201. one. I probably we should probably go back and do an event two oh one one retrospective of the seven calls to action. What they want to do is like streamline vaccination processes. Get rid of the regulation. Make sure there's there's a uh, population level supplies of virtual vaccines that you can just plug your little whatever your germ segment is and I mean keep the money flowing get pp e to transfer like it's actually i think it even mentioned supply chain and stuff i gonna have to go back
3: you oh know what they're gosh. developing now i told you about that story a couple of weeks ago monica at from northwestern university where they had the the drones that are the size of grains of sand and they can they send these things up in the air they fly them around they're kind of like those i can't remember what they compared them to that it's a certain tree but it's got kind of a helicopter effect in the way that they come down they designed it straight they modeled it after nature and you can't see them and they can transfer data to wirelessly to the tablets of these people and they can use them to surveil environments. And that you have no idea. literally
2: just made the, head, the blood like just rush out of my head. I was going like, to say you a- blushed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's and like, so terrifying. I'm reading about this guy and I looked into the dude who was leading the project and of course he's worked with the Gates Foundation. He's worked with all of these people and he's getting funding, funding from these organizations like Gates Organizations. And I looked at some of his past projects and a project that he had been working on in, like in the past year, had been something like where they were developing like a almost microscopic patch that you could vaccinate people with. You could slip it on somebody with and they wouldn't pers- even know <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> it's like when they did the sterilizing corn epicyte. It's like if a guy wanted to be sterilized, would he choose to change his diet to sterilizing corn for a long, you know, is that a hundred percent or, you know, it's just like the fact that it exists is in itself an ethical atrocity.
1: That yeah. is freaking Maybe nuts.
3: wear the corn this time.
2: We're the corn. <laughs> children
3: of the corn. Children of the corn. Yeah. Will be
1: no children of the corn. The
3: fertile. The infertile children of the corn are the last children. Oh my gosh.
1: I'm gonna wish Fauci into the cornfield. I know that's Twilight <laughs> Zone, but Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I I knew my son was just like my dad. They never met. They were
2: like almost ships passing. My dad died right before my son was born. But I, I actually looked at my phone and I was like, is my dad texting me from the grave? It was when Donald Rumsfeld died and my son was like, Boy, I'd like to be a fly on the wall. See what that guy's going through right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's getting what he deserves. And I was like, wow, who even thinks that way? I mean, I really I do think that personalities are genetic. Have some teens, have some teens and then see like whatever thing that's like very weird. And he's just like, oh, my. that's why I think it must be weird to be adopted or have adopted kids. Because like you could look and say, wow, this team is clearly wacko, but all teams are wacko and you can tell who they are, you know, by like the older brother or the cousin was like, oh, that was the phase that Johnny went through. Remember when he robbed the bank? Like he's fine. He's a, you know, whatever. He's got three kids. He's a pastor now
3: (laughs) in prison. He's a pastor in prison.
2: but you just know you just know like the, the kids will grab. but anyway so my dad apparently is living in my son whatever
1: i believe it i mean yeah yeah oh we, yeah
2: actually yeah there it is possible and i tell him once a while i'm just like just ask grandpa he'll get you through the day <laughs> so <laughs>
0: that's so true though i think yeah uh, yeah yeah my dad thinks that i'm his older brother who died when he was i think he he died when he was like 13 14 on the couch he had a brain aneurysm and he used Ooh, to play the wow. trumpet and was really involved in band and when i came along i was the only kid that was really into band and don't play
2: the trumpet though because i don't i don't i don't play that i don't play the
0: trumpet. i played the, trump- I play the like saxophone dead serious like that might not have been a coincidence <laughs> no I, I i don't play that but i but he thinks that that's who i am i'm not sure if that's who i am i have no idea but probably not i don't think so um he he's said that there's several things that i've said to him that his brother used to say to, to him when, because he was the younger brother, he would put him, you know, the older brother would put him yeah, up yeah, on defo, show. Yeah. So there's certain things. And then we have really long thought out conversations with each other and he could do that with his brother. So he, that's what he thinks. I don't know, probably not.
3: Yeah. So I mean, your dad well, views you as his older brother. You're like a mentor to your father. Yeah, maybe. That's
4: That'd be interesting. That's interesting. But
2: the, there's definitely a, you know, there's, You've got that idea that, like genetics, I, I just said, personalities, genetics, but they, even science, who says that you're just your brain is just a computer, or whatever. They, they, I, I, if I really understand this correctly, not only can they not explain consciousness, they can't acknowledge it because it can't be explained. No, it's true. Yeah.
3: So I was trying I'm trying to pull conscious. up the name of this panel discussion that I found that I'm considering bringing clips from for tomorrow, which is about exactly mapping the brain to try and identify consciousness is from like the world economic forum or, or great or the uh soros One open society foundation or something like that oh nice oh yeah that's
1: gonna be good i can't <laughs>
3: wait i love the Rockfin videos when Binkley he 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 finds
2: the greatest stuff but like when he's curating it he'll watch five hours of video but he only picks the stuff that he thinks will like trigger me so yeah, they like that.
3: They were telling me know. they like that. It's yeah. a little <laughs> it's annoying. Like
2: I always, always have to go have a cocktail afterwards. <laughs> and I have tried. I toyed with the idea of bringing cocktails with me, but then I really wouldn't be able to process it all. It doesn't work. I did go through a phase where like, yeah, oh, it's just a po-. You know, just because a podcast is recorded at seven o'clock at night, you know, doesn't mean everyone who's listening to it is listening to it in the evening. So it gets kind of vulgar and
1: stuff, but I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that. That should be a good one. Monica, was there ever a moment that Brad just make you, made you squirm in your chair that you are just like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Super cringy? <laughs> yeah, for cringy. you. I, gosh. I can't. Brad, can you think of one? I Two? can't remember. I
2: think he used to go a little too blue for me. I think because he was like a comedian and I was on the radio. Now, I have the mouth of a sailor, but like when you put the camera on or put the microphone on, to me, I'm just like, Don't say, oh, one time, one time. And it absolutely actually was fortuitous because it completely uh, cemented our relationship in a good way. He's on the air with me. I think the first time he's on the air with me on my radio show and he said G.O.D., which I I will. Use vulgarity until the cows come out, fuck shit, piss, anything. I can say the worst things. But and this is what my mother says. This is a person who's buried two kids to drug abuse already. If you count my brother who died of AZT says, you know, there's one thing about these kids. They do not take the Lord's name in vain. So we got that going for us. So given that it's the only thing my mother is hanging on to, and she listens to my show like nobody's taking Lord's name of vain. so I said to Binkley, I was like, ah, oh, and I didn't want to say anything. I was just like, sounds so like whatever, not, you know, not a holy roll or whatever. And I was just like, ah, oh, you know, you said whatever. And it's like, oh, my gosh, my brother told me I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. And yeah, I was my like, brother wow, did tell me that.
3: He didn't notice it, too. Yeah. That is
2: so <laughs> great. Because I thought he was going to be like, what's the point? really? Like you literally say, motherfucker, every other word. And you're yelling, at, you know, really? And uh and he didn't. He was just like, oh, totally. Yeah. you completely- No, I try, I
3: swear too a lot. I, I use yeah. vulgarity a lot. But you don't and really I, swear I actually try curse. not to.
2: Yeah, you just use vulgarity. It's the stuff that's that's like damning people. to. You're not allowed to say, damn that guy to hell. Like the Rumsfeld thing is like a fine line. Like you, sure, he's there, obviously, but you can't like wish him there like that's not okay and you can't like call god's attention like i was very clearly because my father's a truck driver he was a sailor he owned a um a butcher shop in brooklyn a gas station in uh little italy like this guy used a lot of vulgarity but he was always on his toes when it came to cursing or swearing he's like "Ah, you can't curse or swear i never curse or swear and uh so I'm sensitive to that, but it was actually a good thing because then I realized that Binkley was, you know, had that level of sensibility that we could we just had to get a little dance going about when, you know, when blue was too blue. But
3: yeah, I, you know, I thought I was going to make her cringe a couple of weeks ago and she, she didn't. She she reacted surprisingly. She uh, she liked it based on her reaction when I was telling about about (laughs) the first female weight trans weightlifter in the Olympics and the story about it, which is basically a dude with long hair who hasn't had the surgery and maybe has taken some hormones and how she lost in the first round. She didn't move on to the second round at all because of the there's there's moves you do there's the, there's like the cling and then there's the snatch and I just thought it was ironic that the first female <laughs> trans in the Olympics ever lost because of a failed snatch
2: see because it's clever <laughs> that's funny to me because it's clever
3: I was pleasantly surprised with your reaction yeah
2: it was, oh but in my, my mind if you're going to talk about that kind of stuff the only thing I can visualize is the SNL all drug Olympics where the guy rips his arms off <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like Kevin Nealon, or whatever. It's like, or maybe it was Phil Hartman. It's like, I think it's Kevin Nealon. Like that. Oh, that's gonna hurt tomorrow. those <laughs> like ours are completely like shooting yeah. off. I even named a drink about it. My Olympic Margarita was after the old drug Olympics because, like, every it's like mezcal, uh, tequila, like every kind of citrus, like anything you have laying, around, like if your shit's rotting in the fridge, like just throw it in there. And if you put enough tequila in it, it tastes like a margarita. Trust me. And <laughs> so, that's my Olympic margarita. These So I think that it's it's a, it's a great visual. I wasn't even visualizing. It was
3: blood like snatch. spurting out of the, totally. the character. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think Phil Hartman was the guy whose whose blood was spurting out of both directions. But it's one of those things. When my kids are little I play for them and they would literally like. My son would roll around on the floor, like wet himself. Practically, just like is the funniest thing you ever saw. It's just those those dumb moments
1: that they translate. I try to share them. Yeah, I those think. those old SNL skits were they were good. They were yeah, there was good. a
2: couple of casts where it would just be too hilarious. And then I just watched this John Belushi documentary. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Like you want you want to have fun. You want to watch something like that and laugh. It was depressing. From the first minute to the last minute, like oh, by the geez. end of it, like I was really ready to just check into a hotel with the a, a speed balls. I was like, what the Fangul. So I would avoid it. But those were the greatest, the greatest uh, casts ever. Now I don't know. Now it's what Binkley brings it just to trigger me on how unfunny it is and
3: wrong. <laughs> Try to find some funny stuff that they say to you from time to time.
2: Yeah, it's Colbert. Colbert is the one where it's just oh.
3: uh, Cool. That dancing needle thing that actually yeah. went kind of mainstream. People finally recognized it. We were, I was playing her clips of that three months ago oh, because yeah. he's been doing that thing where he dances with the needles for like the longest time, he's been doing like North Korean style. Propaganda. I just don't get that guy. Like, Do you think
2: he has any self So First of all, it doesn't I don't think seem he was to ever funny. He was never funny. He actually kind of just. I actually I thought when he did the Colbert Report, where he acted like a conservative, that he would become a conservative. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought, like yeah. after he made like good arguments about taxes and stuff, yeah. that he would just be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's right. But he just got bitter because that cognitive dissonance. I think this is true. I. If somebody listens here, we say like liberals and as if I'm a conservative, I'm not, I'm a libertarian. I'm an, I'm actually an agoraphobic agorist. It's a little complicated because I hate going to the store, but I don't want to use money. So the, uh, so the guy, so I just, I feel like, she just shocked me because she laughed at my joke. But um, <laughs> anyway, he just, he was never really funny. And I feel like liberal, I, it may be this symptom where the I think liberals after just decades and decades of cogniz- cognitive distance were like they raise their kids thinking that like objective norms don't matter and restrictions don't matter and um, anything goes. And then the kids are like basket cases. They can't handle it because you have to go back and look at 50, 60 years of just... You know, why didn't I listen to my mother? She was right the whole time. You know, I feel like if you, at a certain point in your career, you can't look back and just feel like I've been wrong. So I feel like he's just bitter. Doesn't he seem like not even uh, Yeah, like he's like, committed like to laughing. it, the, the
3: sunk calls. It, yeah,
4: it's, yeah, exactly.
2: you know, he
3: seemed a little bit more upbeat since Biden took over and he is back in his studio. But yeah, he does seem very bitter when he talks about Trump. It seems like he genuinely dislikes Trump. and The show is just so phony if you've ever been to one of these live shows the audience oh, yeah. applause is is very much stage directed from beginning to end the, the the claps and the snaps is what basically what it is now but he'll say stuff that no human being will ever have an excited reaction to and the whole audience will go Woo! and they'll just celebrate like they just won the world series yeah. like it will be, like, be like great news guys Joe Biden and the, and the Republicans, and the Democrats have come to an agree, a preliminary <laughs> agreement on the new infrastructure <laughs> plan. And it's what <laughs> who the fuck does that? Nobody <laughs> does that. Nobody fucking cares. And, and they just they probably practice it. It's just unbelievable. They, the can can needles
2: like who would think that? Well, was yeah, how can you not, You got to sit there and be watching that. Going, yeah, what like the Barney fuck have
3: adults. I got myself into? They're dressed like fucking giant needles. Get, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Is exactly, what I,
2: like we're being brainwashed. Like, I can we get out of here? Will we get probably,
3: out of here? Right, is this yeah. when
2: you pull back like the Frank Zappa thing? They pull back the curtain and it's a brick wall. It's like
4: shit. <laughs> Did you
3: see no, the sketch on SNL where they they sneakily vaccinated Kyrie Irvin? That was the sketch. They're like, Kyrie, come so, sit down. No. Come be a guest on our show. And oh somebody sneaks gosh. behind him and jabs him. Was oh, it
2: funny? Did people laugh at that?
3: It was. It was. Funny the way they did it because the actor was that guy from uh, Jason Sudeikis or not, what's S- not S- Sudoku, S- whatever S- his name is. He's a good he's a good comedic yeah, actor. Funny. So his reaction made it funny, but it was still kind of like all right, you're telling people this is okay. It's...
2: Wait, he was Kyrie Irving?
3: No, he was he played a racist Trump supporter. Okay, he played a former QAnon guy who had nothing to do. So he became a version of Ellen, but was a racist white nationalist hosting a talk show.
2: And he was the one who vaccinated.
3: No, he was the one who lured. He's a Kyrie. Come Kyrie. Come on to my show. And he was talking to him. Oh, he lured him on
2: there. So at least it made it look like it was a bad thing. But why would you know, that's mixing a lot of the basket of deplorables is it has anti-vaxxers in it. Right. And the The anti-vaxxers
3: question the vote, you know, question trans anything. Question. I I think just asking a question that does not not complying, I think, is basically what the uh, the basket has come down to include now.
2: Yeah. I, I'm wondering if that if these guys had like a list of things they wanted to ask us, and we're just
1: <laughs> <laughs> just completely like whatever. Oh like, no, no, this has been great. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is what we okay. we just want conversation. Yeah, we have, you know? <laughs> that's all we I do. Had the others, yeah,
2: I was thinking like <laughs> we get off, but they're like. Uh, well, it wasn't worth spending three hours. Preparing oh, please! For that.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no! Please, no, please.
2: No. No, when we- you got a talker on the line, don't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: I've told her that line before, okay. and she still prepares. So yeah. she's.
2: I'm- it's good to know what where they're coming from, but when you got a talker, you can.
1: It's all good. Just zip in right at the end. We will. We or will minute. ask your about your song choices. Yes. Brad, I know you didn't give us any song choices, so we'll have Monica talk first. Oh, if that you was wanted. a while ago. Yeah. Did I not forward that? No,
3: we have quickly? it. We you, have it.
0: We just wanted to to oh, know okay, why you I
1: chose Oh, okay. But I don't know if I forwarded
2: the question. I don't think
3: I've seen it. Seen the okay. question. I might have missed it.
2: Ask them the que- Ask them the question, and he'll answer it while you're asking. Me. Okay.
0: Well, if we, we, we like to make a playlist for every one of our guests, and it's a way to kind of have the listeners connect to you outside of just what you say here, because music, your choice of music kind of reveals a lot about you. And so if you could choose like three songs at least, you can give us as many as you want, but if you could choose at least three... And Monica gave they, us four.
1: Yeah, they can be favorite yeah. songs, songs you're
2: listening Maybe to should, now,
1: whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. A lot yeah.
2: more, because if it was gonna like solidify,
1: I mean, well, I don't even put bumper stickers in my car. I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't I say. I wouldn't say it shows who you are, but just gives I, us an insight. I yeah, guess. it's just it's a different insight into okay. your what you like and
3: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll come up with some why Monica's doing hers. Okay. okay. So your, I can't remember mine. Well, your
0: first one was um, Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan, and it's...
2: Um, <laughs> no, which is a cover. Yeah, it's a
0: yeah, cover of Jimi like Hendrix, that. right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we listened to it, because I don't think I've heard this. I don't His even know version. if I've heard Jimi Hendrix's version, so we listened to it right yeah. before we jumped on. It's a great yeah. song.
2: It's yeah. really, really beautiful. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix is, I mean, the original for sure, but I just, I, I feel like the Stevie Ray Vaughan one is a little cleaner, but I wouldn't, like, say... I prefer it. I just, I really like the Stevie Ray rave one?
1: Yeah. It's nice. I liked it. I mean, I, I was a little sad. Yeah. We didn't hear, um, the Jimi Hendrix version. I was expecting some kind of vocals, but it's Jimi all... Hendrix has the vocals. Okay. There. Okay. So this yeah, one was butterflies just. Butterflies
2: and zebras and moonbeams. Okay. And fairy tales. For sure. It's great. Oh, you will love that. Then you have to <laughs> listen to the Jimi Hendrix version. For sure. I mean, you could literally have it as your theme song Hey, with the lyrics. But Although they will take you down, yeah, they'll take us down faster than if you <laughs> <laughs> they don't get the backs.
1: But I did like Stevie Stevie Ray Vaughan's version too. I I, I do like the instrumental songs, yeah, more these I days. So, so yeah.
4: yeah,
0: your your second one was The Who Eminence Front, which is one of my favorite of theirs all time.
2: All time favorite song. It's probably my absolute favorite song. And I saw The Who not too long ago at Hollywood Bowl, and Pete nice. Townsend said. This was one of the few songs I wrote in my thankfully short-lived Coke period. Oh, wow. So now we know why it was, so. I like funk, I like upbeat. Wow. Little Wing notwithstanding, I do like, like a little bit of a funky beat. So he should have
1: just kept doing Coke. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: thinking that we could, at least for <laughs> one album. You wow. know, it would be nice because in San Angeles and San like, and the kids know we have to sit in the car till it's over. Like, if we we just just the other day, was like, "Why are we sitting in the car?" And my son's like, "Eminence Front." Okay, I love it.
0: <laughs> oh man, I want to be in the car just sitting there, waiting for it to finish, and then get out together. We're gonna have to do that now. Whenever okay. I play, yeah, it. oh that's yeah, and different. then all
2: the doors open. It's a little reservoir, Doxy. You know, like just everybody just gets out, and that's it for sure. <laughs> I have to ask my husband if he ever notices that. Every once in a while, like, we all just wait a minute. He does it, too, though. So we, we I, was totally my fault. I dinged up the car a little bit while back, and I, uh, so, but the insurance was so good, they gave us these crazy cars to, while it was getting fixed. Like, what was a Range Rover? What was, like, a Porsche Cayenne, which I did not like? Yeah, but the Range Rover, oh, wow. So... My husband would get home and I'd be like waiting for him, start making my little cocktail, whatever. It's like five minutes, 10 minutes. And like finally comes in, it's like, what happened? He's just like, oh, I was just sitting in the Range Rover listening to music. (laughs) It was right before lockdown and he's like, let's get a Range Rover. I'm like, I think think you could get a one-bedroom apartment for the amount of the pri- of a monthly payment for rent. Thank God. Thank God. He didn't work for like his whole business shut down for the longest. Time. I was like, aren't you glad to have a Range Rover anyway? So <laughs> I mean, sit in the car, listen to music. When you have kids, it depends on how many kids you have, but if you're alone in the car, listening to music, I would milk that. What else? What else? Yeah. What What are Monica's other songs?
0: Monica's other songs.
2: <laughs> I can't
0: I, remember. One of, one of my favorite one, uh, Beastie Boys' "Sabotage." You don't really like oh, Beastie Boys that much, but I okay. I like Beastie Boys. I think yeah. that yeah. was
2: my intro music on the radio show. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, and my the, my friend Krista, who was my producer at the time, like put like black helicopters, and it would yeah, and over that bed, I would say. I would say what the show is gonna be about, like whatever is ISIS K, us K. And then you'd hear the helicopters in the background and they would go Psh, and then you'd hear sabotage and it would kind of fade out. So you did it on purpose, and I would enter nice. entree. The Monica Perez show starts now.
1: Nice. So
2: that was super fun, very nostalgic. Awesome. I love it. And then your and last. Or go ahead, go ahead. No, I think I remember the last one. I was hesitant to put that down because I felt people would think it was a reflection of my character.
4: Oh, really? I
2: think I know which one this is.
0: It's uh, Amy Winehouse Rehab. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Enough said.
2: <laughs> I really have never had a problem like that, but given how much I talk about cocktails, like when I do the cocktail blog, my mother is like, hey, look at this. It's so cool. Look, my pretty picture She's like, Really? encouraging people to drink is that really what you're doing with yourself now i'm like okay so i was a little hesitant like my mom would hear this and then she'd be like rehab that's your favorite song
4: (laughs) i think i
0: i think i would really like to talk to your mom as a person just the way you 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 do her voice and i'm like that's that's people I need to be around.
4: <laughs> yeah, you
2: it only really works if you're sitting there like watching Jeopardy with her cuz we tried to oh, do, I would totally like, do that. a a podcast. Why?
0: I would totally do that. I would totally yes, yeah, to Jeopardy with
2: her. Because Binkley and I tried to do a podcast with her. I never even heard it, Binkley. I think you have it somewhere, but she just she put on her like secretary voice. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. Oh, I was no. like, Ma, what <laughs> the hell? You know, because you put the microphone in front of her and she just turned into whatever, uh like nineteen fifties <sighs> secretary. And then so you just gotta you gotta wait till it's maybe have a glass of wine. I'll have a glass of wine, I put a lot of ice in it.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. for sure.
2: <laughs> Red wine, anything. But one time she stayed at my house is when she could still basically walk. She stayed when I lived in New York, I had a an apartment and I don't know if she was there for some, I'm sure some rights to life march or whatever. So I like left the doorman, the key and she just, my, she was staying there. And then my other sister was coming to do something that night too, but they didn't cross paths, but she left a note and it just said. Dear Mary. Open the cabinet. That Monica sure has some good scotch. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. That's so funny.
2: Like, way to cap up the rights of life, March Ma. And it was. It was stellar. It was good. Nice.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Brad, did you get a chance to-, to Well, so some songs song? I have
3: so many songs that I like. I tried to pick ones that weren't. Like, I love a lot of Hank Williams, like old mm. Hank Williams, but I'm not, I'm not going to put any of those on that list because they're all too depressing. Like, every song he ever sang, he's, too like, blue. Ready, just ready to die in all of his songs. But they're uh, really good songs. And I also like like a lot of Guns N' Roses and stuff. I really like the song. I always think about this song during November. is November Rain, November which I rain. love the song just because it sounds good, but I also think the lyrics are really stupid. You know, <laughs> it starts off with it's like it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. Yeah, no shit. No shit, Guns <laughs> N' Roses. Of course it's hard to hold a candle in the rain. So just about any Guns N' Roses. I like Poison. I like... Mm. Yeah, i like i like a lot of 80s classic rock and roll but for this list i'll, I'll give you i'll give you some that have uh i have more of uh, like a convenient meaning behind why i like them for the most part anyway not all of them okay cisco love in your mouth just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not did you, actually, did that's you cringe I remember that song <laughs> on spring break when i was in, in college they, they just, everybody was playing I was, but i was gonna see cisco and that was the song and i'm like this is a really, really vulgar song. Everybody's rocking out to. See, right they now. just
2: made a new thing. I used to be triggered. Used to try to trigger me. Now you're gonna try to make me cringe. <laughs> Not good, guys. Not good. You might. This might be the beginning of the end of everything. It's release. a
3: real song, and people can look <laughs> it up, and they can hear it. And it's that, that used to be the hot thing, I'm, uh, in Panama I'm, City Spring Break. I'm gonna put that on the is, list. I'm gonna put <laughs> no. that my great, mother would say. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, Aerosmith, Don't Want to Miss a Thing, from the movie Armageddon. The reason that I like that song is because uh, a show that I used to do, well, we still do it from time to time, about once a year or so, called Astronaut University. That, that is the opener to the song, and we very dramatically come out in slow motion to it in an epic fashion. So that's why I enjoy that song. I like a lot of Aerosmith. George Thorogood, Bad to the Bone. Mm, that's uh, a good one. I used to listen to that from when I was a kid all the time. It's just, trying, you know, bad as bone, man. And Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. I love the way he plays the piano. If you watch videos of him playing the piano, Great Balls of Fire, he is a bad man. He might be creepy in, in other areas of his life, but when it comes to playing that piano, man, the guy is talented. And uh, we'll go with Johnny Cash, Man in Black.
0: Hmm. That's that's in my like top five for sure. Yeah, it's a
3: good one. Oh man,
0: we're gonna have to put this. I don't know if we'll put Cisco. Yeah,
3: I'm let's gonna... leave. We leave Cisco. <laughs>
0: <with> <laughs> I know what song you're talking about, and I was just like, when you said it, I was like, really? I, mean, no. <laughs> I was just looking at your I face, Monica, because <laughs> I wanted to see your <laughs> face.
1: <laughs> I had the pen ready to go. I was like, wait, you just said
3: that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It. Classic song from the. Uh, <laughs> late 90s early 2000s like it's like i think they called it ratchet music back then is what somebody ratchet, told me
2: yeah ratchet <laughs>
3: ratchet music yeah that's, that's maybe that's, that's a better probably better it's like that song back that thing up or the other thing up the other one that they actually remade to vax that thing up they brought back the band and made vax that Things thing the up might say yeah Oh, my God.
2: As the Jeopardy category of the, of the COVID era.
3: Maybe Cisco will do a vax in your mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's definitely coming. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I know.
3: Oh, I'm
2: telling you, say something like that to I my mother. It. She goes like this. Oh. <laughs> she can't. She can't yeah. handle it.
3: That's funny.
0: Oh, my gosh. This has been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> This is everything and more than I thought that it would be.
2: <laughs> so when are you going to start recording? <laughs>
0: yeah, just don't record any of that. Oh, okay, all right. Now we'll start.
1: I like the warm-up stuff, we've got to get started. We're going to hit it now. Here we go. Welcome, guys, to False Reality Check. <laughs>
4: oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's ah, been, it's been such a blessing to have you guys on. I'm so glad you guys were able to come on and fit us in your schedule. I know you guys are super busy doing tons of research because your shows are really well put together. I mean, we, we listen to them every day. So. It, ta-
2: it takes a lot of time. And I feel like just my time management problems are definitely my weakness. It's not, it's just, I always complain. I'm like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I've got to figure like, you just can't spend 12 hours making bone broth every day. Like that's just not hard. You know, you have to- prioritize but it is it is it is a lot of work but it's easing up and actually this has been such a fun show that uh you know maybe we should slot it in and give ourselves a day off one day
3: yeah mm-hmm. i think That's so i definitely off. think we should do that for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys. thanks for having us it's been fun i had fun yeah, last time we, did a, we were on a show together with cam show yeah and uh when they were they were doing cam show and i was watching it before i went on they were having such a great discussion i just i came in and just hammed it up Derailed, key, so. derailed. It. <laughs> <laughs> really? really? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It, was it was fun.
1: It was. I was so glad. It was very surprising. We didn't know you were coming on. Yeah. So when you popped on, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's br- Loki." I thought oh, it was, that's Brad. I was like, "I didn't even
0: is... know it was you." I honestly thought, "Wow, one, who's this Loki coming wow, in?" Wow, really? Yeah, and yeah, then I fun. and then I had to look at like really close Is this Brad? I was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh,
1: because you listen mostly, right? Yeah, we. we yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I we watch you guys. On when you do your Rockfin stuff, yeah, so. on the Rockfin, yeah,
0: oh Ooh. yeah, we're on yeah. Rockfin too. Yeah, yeah, you guys are on Rockfin too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we can mutually, for sure, post the video. For sure. Oh yeah. Yes, of course. Um, I know our listeners probably know already, but if you guys want to share where they can find you, um, that would be great. Yes. Well,
2: we have an overarching podcast called The Propaganda Report where we do interviews, but also where you can find our flagship show, the, Dale, uh, the, the Daily News Blast, the Drive Time News Blast, which we kind of had to change a little bit when nobody was driving anywhere. But it's, every, it's free, 30 minutes free every day. But if you want more, if you want 50 minutes commercial free, you can find it on Patreon dot com slash propaganda report we also have some live stuff there and binkley tell them about rockfin
3: rockfin.com slash propaganda report we do those deep dives that we referenced earlier where i try and find the the people pulling the strings at these think tanks where they're laying their plans out and it's it's really really kind of i mean still surprising to me how we'll hear it from some think tank the cfr the council uh, it's council formulations, the Chatham House, something like that, and then two weeks later, we'll hear Joe Biden saying the exact same thing that they said weeks before. It still baffles me that people are just okay with Biden going around saying this is my Build Back Better plan, my Build Back Better plan. And I just watched the think tank discussion where they're saying this is Biden's Build Back Better. Plan. No, it's not. It is not. It is the the whatever the world economic forum so that's what we do on rock fan along with the live video on thursdays of the dmb and interactive chat and we post all the dmb shows there as well so it's a lot of fun
2: and awesome. we're on both on twitter at monica perez show and at freedom max radio
3: that's right
2: awesome lots awesome. of
3: tweets yeah.
2: why don't you guys tell us about your show since we're going to put in our feed with your permission oh, for sure okay
0: yeah Uh, you can find us on falserealitycheck.com or rockfin.com slash falserealitycheck. And we're everywhere. Podcasts are served, um, falserealitycheck there and Twitter,
1: Twitter at FRCPodcast. Yeah. And the same on
0: Instagram, FRC, no, FRCPod. Sorry, FRC. FRCPod on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we are, we do have a telegram, telegram chat, um, t.me slash falserealitycheck. Yeah. If you want to pop in. For sure. We get wacky in there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you two. Thank you, guys. So um, nice. Thank you. Shout out to my brother real quick. He's a huge fan of you two also. Oh, yeah. Oh, um great. Loves you guys. Listens to you every day. Um Fantastic. He was super stoked when he found out we were going to all talk. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I
2: hope he loves the episode. It was one of my favorites. It's just super fun. It's kind of hard to dip into these topics and just have fun because – you know, like we say, you can't. If you're not gonna laugh, you're gonna cry about it. But yeah. it's it's <laughs> not always easy to laugh. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> for sure.
1: All right. Well, thank you, too.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Until yeah. next yeah. time. Talk to y'all soon. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah until definitely. next time. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the False Reality Check podcast. There's many ways to support us, but please subscribe to us on Rockfin.
1: Yes, Rockfin is only $9.99 per month, or $99 a year. And you get our premium content, our live streams, and other great content from the free-thinking community, MMA, um, comedy, so much good stuff on there.
0: And you can uh, throw us a couple of dollars for tip if you'd like.
1: Yes, please. We would love that.
0: You can also find us and all of our content on falserealitycheck.com. You can find our podcasts at anywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or again go to our website, falserealitycheck.com for our RSS feed.
1: Yes, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at FRC Pod.
0: And we're at Gab and Float at False Reality Check. But don't feel like you got to reach out to us there. You can also reach out to us through email at frcpodcast@protonmail.com. at protonmail.com. We tried our best to answer and read all of our emails from fans. And we love you guys for reaching out to us.
1: Yes. Thank you, listeners. And keep listening.
0: Definitely. Check us all also out. You can reach out to us on Telegram. We're also on Telegram at uh, False Reality Check.
1: Yes. I think that's it. All righty.